Good evening, my fellow Michiganders. Good evening, my fellow Americans. I am really, really excited for tonight's guest. My goodness gracious, he has been ripping it up at the school boards, at speaking engagements. I'm a fan. I've been stalking this guy for weeks, watching him, and it's just been exciting to see because he is speaking the truth. And so I'm going to bring on Pastor John Amanchukwu here in a few minutes. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to show you a clip of him at the school board, just literally tearing it up and dropping the mic. And then we're going to bring him on and we're just going to have a wonderful, fantastic conversation. So let's just get right into it right now. Here he is. All around the country, this image is used as a depiction to explain equality and equity. But here's the flawed logic of equity. Tall gentleman has to give up his crate so that the short person can stand on the crate. Here's a better idea. Instead of watching the game for free from the fence, how about purchasing a ticket to get in the game and sit in the bleachers along with the rest of the crowd? The Office of Equity started in 2013, and this year marks the 10-year anniversary of this pet project. Since 2014, $8.7 million in counting has been spent on race baiting, race hustling, reducing standards, CRT, grooming, and normalizing transgenderism instead of appropriately labeling it as gender dysphoria. And where, and where are the measurable outcomes from the equity office? This is what we do know. Nearly 50% of our graduating class in 2021 failed math and reading standards while we tout that we have a 91% graduation rate. All students have a six out of 10 chance to pass state exams in grades three through eight. Black students have a four out of 10 chance to pass all state exams in grades three through eight. This is the hard truth that no one will tell you. Equity will not fix the dire marriage rate in the black community. 80% of black homes are led by a single parent, and statistics show that this has a negative impact on children mentally, socially, and academically. Going woke won't bring daddy home. The answer is not diversity, equity, and inclusion. The answer is faith, family, morality, and education void of special interests. Equity is the transmission of a disease called communism. Equity lowers the bar overlooks merit, and puts the focus on skin tone only. Equity is legalized theft because it takes from the productive person and gives to the unproductive person. In the early 2000s, there was a two to three year wait list, wait list to be a Wake County teacher. Today, we're approximately 400 teachers short. The general feedback that I hear from teachers is that the focus is on equity, 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 more equity and more and more equity. Instead of focusing on the equity, the teachers don't have the ability to even discipline the students and correct their violent behaviors. I believe that we need to take the money from the equity office and put it towards repairing West Cary. Wow, just a complete and utter mic drop. I'm so excited to introduce Pastor John Amanchukwu. Thank you so much for being on the night, sir. 
Garrett, you are the best, my friend. I appreciate you for reaching out and connecting with me. Hello to all of the Michiganders out there, everybody who's watching and tuning in from Michigan and all around the country. It's a blessing to be on your show. Well, I appreciate you coming on, my man, because there is a lot of people that want to hear you tonight and kind of just see, you know, how this all started, what's been the reaction, especially with these school boards and what's been the reaction with you on the road, because I know you've been speaking a lot at a lot of organizations and a lot of places. And we're going to get to the really in-depth of that. But before we get into kind of what you're doing and how this all started, I want to tell everyone that in the description of this video, you have many opportunities and different platforms to follow John. You can follow him at his YouTube channel, his website's on there. And also he wrote a book that you can see right on the screen right there called Erase. And I included the link to Amazon for you guys to write or to buy it from him. So please go there and follow him and support him. And that's what we're here um, about right now with the Grassroots Army. So, John, how, how did you even get involved in all this? When did this just kind of click in your head? Well, going to the school board meetings, uh, that's something that our local church had done in the early 2000s, back when um, the gender ideology was starting to creep into the public school system. But there's been a resurgence of the gender theory and the uh, queer theory ideology picking back up, in particular after Barack Obama became the president and he overturned uh, the sanctity of marriage. Uh, we saw that, you know, the message used to be from homosexuals that what we do in our bedroom is our business. And, you know, we should be allowed to do whatever we want to do in our bedroom. And 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 that is true to a certain extent. You know, God cares. You know, God's going to judge you based upon what you do. Um, you'll live in damnation if you don't come out of the sin of homosexuality. However, you have a right to do what you want to do, you know. But from there, we saw the focus move from the bedroom to homosexuals and transgenders wanting to commandeer bathrooms. And so now our daughters and our wives have to share stalls and go into the restroom with a guy who's dressed, who's, who has a dress on. And, you know, putting on a dress doesn't make you a woman. Putting on lipstick doesn't make you a woman. Putting on high heel pumps and fishnet stockings. These things don't make you a woman. The question is, what are your chromosomes? Are you XX or XY? You know, if we swab your mouth, what is the DNA going to show as relates to your gender or what you really are? What is your sex? And from there, from the bathroom, we now see the whole onslaught of the drag queen story hour and the time which people claim it to be uh, family friendly, but there's nothing family friendly about a man dressing up in a costume um, to now it's in the classroom. And so from the bedroom to the bathroom and now in the classroom and every now and then when we turn on television, we're all gagging on the ideology of the LGBTQ uh, movement and agenda. And so as a pastor and as a youth pastor for several years, you know, I love children. I care about children. I view myself as a father of the voiceless. I'm blessed with three uh, beautiful children, two boys and a girl, a beautiful wife. I've been married for 15 years. But I believe that it's time for men to stand in the gap and speak up for voiceless children. Critical race theory and intersectionality and gender theory, all of these woke ideologies, these are the prevalent focus. This is the prevalent focus of the public school system. They've moved far away from education. And the focus today is special interest. 
special interest. You know, the question is, can little Johnny read? The answer is no. Can little Johnny write? No. Can little Johnny do simple math? No. But little Johnny can tell you about his pronouns, gender fluidity, and the 1619 Project, or maybe uh, critical race theory. It's a shame. And the reason why I'm going around to these school boards is because many Black pastors and Black leaders have failed to take a position of neutrality and not hold a political position, but hold a biblical position. My biblical position is that children should be taught specific things as it relates to sex at home. Parents have the authority of their over their children, and we do not co-parent with the government. I believe that when a child goes to the school, the parents should know what's going on in the classroom. And what we found out during the pandemic is that there were many evil and salacious ideologies being pushed upon children. And so my job has been going from state to state, from school board to school board, from conference to conference, from church to church, awakening the church and telling the preachers, hey, man, grow a pair. Be bold. Be courageous. Address these cultural issues and don't leave it up to CNN and MSNBC to educate your congregation. You're hit so many nails on the head with everything you just said, Mm. especially with with Christians, especially like in the churches that they're they're failing us. They truly are. It's okay as Christians. We don't have to judge. We can forgive and we can love, but you don't become complicit. And that's one thing that we've seen, especially with the lockdowns, is churches shut their doors. Churches should never, ever shut their doors. Right. And I remember going to, I'm Catholic. I went to my priest and I let him have it. They were doing confession out in the parking lot. And it was the first time that I've even seen my priest in a couple months. And I let him have it. I told him what I thought um, and how dare they even shut down this. And he just looked at me and said, hey, you're very angry. And I said, you're damn right I am. (laughs) Your churches should never, ever shut their doors. How dare you do that? And now that all this is coming to our awareness now because everything that we've been talking about, everything that we've been standing up and fighting for, all of us conspiracy theorists, all of our conspiracies mm-hmm. have been proven, in fact, to be true, right? right. And so right. it's a really insane time. And it's it's funny that you hit on, too, because I want to talk about the school board meeting when you said going woke won't bring daddy home. Yes. And, and explain that a little bit more for the viewers. What did you mean by that statement? So... From 1865, after slavery was ended and it was reported in Galveston, Texas, announced um, that slavery was over. From that time frame all the way up to the 60s, you know, the black marriage rate, especially in the 40s, 50s and 60s, rivaled that of whites. You know, 80 percent of black homes had two parents in the home. And by two parents, you know, you have to make it clear in this day. I mean, a man and a woman leading a family, you know, do, abiding by God's institution. That was the case in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Fast forward to today, 80% of black homes are led by one parent, moms in particular. 
And so dads have relinquished their responsibilities of leading the family, of being involved in their children's lives. Um, some of this came about through social engineering and architecture. Lyndon B. Johnson came up with a concept called the Great Society. Um, he said that he wanted to find a way to remove uh, the black father from the home. And it worked. You know, he incentivized mom staying home, dad leaving. Mom receives a four hundred dollar check from the government. Dad has to leave the home. If dad comes home and marries mom, then the government removes the paycheck. And many people took the paycheck over the patriarchy. <laughs> and, 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 and here we are today where it's 80 percent of black homes are being led by a mom. And listen, every child needs a mother, but every child needs a father. The father is the protector. The father is the provider. Children get their identity, their last name from their dad. All right. Dad is the lion of the home. And so by breaking the back of the black family and removing the black father from the home, the black community is on life support. And so my focus is Many of the issues that we're seeing in the public school system, even in our private schools, will not be solved by equity. We don't need equity. We don't need the false idol of diversity, equity, and inclusion. We need fathers to come home. We need faith, family, and education devoid of special interests. Wow. I mean, you're, you're spot on. My goodness gracious. And let's talk about your book right now, Erased. When did you get that published? When did that come out? So that was published back in um, 2022, October 4th. We released it through uh, Salem Books. Um, the idea and the concept of this book came about in 2020. You know, we all know what happened in 2020. Uh, George Floyd was killed. And during the summer of 2020, the DEI industry ballooned to nearly $3.4 billion and people exploited his death. You know, it became a big business, especially for BLM, Black Lives Matter, an organization that when you go to their website, they say they are for destroying the nuclear family. Now, wait a minute. Why would a black led organization want to destroy the nuclear family, knowing that the pivotal and major breakdown in the black community is the fact that the father is not in place. But this is what they wanted to do because BLM was led by a lesbian who at the end of the day had no desire for a black man, a white man, an Asian man, a Pacific Islander man, or, or a Hispanic man. They didn't want men at all. So therefore they wanted to destroy the nuclear family. And so while being at one of the busiest abortion clinics in the Southeast, our church, the Upper Room Church of God in Christ, had been working at this abortion clinic for the past 10 years trying to save babies. And we have been able to win over 3,000 babies over, over the past decade. We've thrown countless baby showers. We've fed numerous children. We've paid for daycare. We've paid for wipes. We've paid for car seats, so on and so forth. We do our alms deeds in secret so that God can reward us openly. We don't go to the media and say, hey, we're helping people put it on the news. We just do the, the work of Christ, right? We are the hands and the feet of Jesus. And while being at the abortion clinic during the summer of 2020, I was encountered by a black father who was well, wearing a BLM, BLM shirt. He walked up to me and said, why are you out here fighting 
a white man's issue. Now, I was taken aback when he said that because on that Saturday morning, 70% of the people outside of the abortion clinic trying to save the babies were white. But nearly 80% of the moms prepared to abort their baby on that Saturday were black, including this gentleman's girlfriend. But he's going to walk up to me and tell me that I'm fighting a white man's issue. Now, if I were to ask him what the definition of critical race theory was, he would probably tell me, I don't even know what you're talking about. What is that? But he was a walking poster child for all things CRT, because in CRT, they see racism in all things and at all times, even when a black man is trying to save babies at an abortion clinic. In particular, this gentleman's uh, baby. And so from that concept of CRT and the abortion industry, God gave me a framework for a book to address the racist soil of critical race theory and the abortion industry. The abortion industry is steeped in racism. Margaret Sanger. All right. She's a type for Gretchen Whitmer. Let me say that again. Margaret Sanger and Gretchen Whitmer are synonymous. Margaret Sanger said that she wanted to exterminate the Negro population and that the black minister would be the person that she used if it ever occurred to any rebellious Negroes who did not go along with her ideology of exterminating blacks. So she used influential black speakers like W.E.B. Du Bois. She sent the Margaret Sanger Award to um, Dr. King. She was very instrumental in conjuring up support from the black community with the intent of getting blacks to pay for abortions. And as a result of that, since 1973, 20 million blacks are missing. We're gone. All right. Blacks make up 13 percent of the overall population in America. Black women account for eight percent and black men account for five percent of that number. Of the black women who are still ovulating, there's only three to four percent of that overall eight percent number. And so three to four percent of black women account for nearly 38 to 40 percent of the overall abortions in the U.S. There is a holocaust being wrought upon the black community. Let me share this with you. Um, In order for a people group to be sustained over 25 years, it requires a fertility rate of 2.1. All right. In 1950, the total black fertility rate was 3.6. In 1975, it was 2.3. In 2016, it was 1.832. In 2017, it was 1.824. In 2018, it was 1.792. In 2019, it was 1.77. What does this mean? It means that the black community is a dying community and people group. 
There's something called death rattle, Garrett. And death rattle sets in 23 hours before a person is going to take their last breath. The, and, and death rattle is a scary, I mean, it's a it's a haunting sound. It's when a person is and it, it creates a, a rattling sound as they let the lung, the air out of their lungs and their lungs begin to fill up with fluid. It signifies that they're getting ready to die. There is a reverberating death rattle in America for whites, of course, for Hispanics, but especially for the black community. And the reason why I'm so bent out of shape, all right, and I'm passionate about this issue, because even when you consider the black preachers in Michigan, the majority of the black preachers in Michigan are siding with Gretchen Whitmer, who at least 10 times during the last election posted on social media that I'm going to fight to kill as many babies. She should have said Negroes, right? Should have said what Margaret Sanger said. All right. Because at the end of the day, the people who are being killed the most are black people. And what do the black people do? The Negroes in Margaret Sanger's words. They go down to the voting booth after shouting, no justice, no peace. Say his name, George Floyd. Say her name, Breonna Taylor. Say his name, Michael Brown. <laughs> Say his name, shout his name. And they go down there and they sign their name on a documentation supporting the killing of their own community. It's foolish. Right. It's foolish. Blacks Oh, keep Go going. I mean, you're on fire, baby. Listen, it's 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 foolish. Blacks have become the cheap prostitutes of the Democratic Party. They screw us and barely pay us, and we keep coming back for more. Every election cycle, white liberals use blacks as useful idiots. They dangle the carrot of free stuff. They dangle the carrot of reparations. You know, that's what's going on in California right now. Let's find a way to compensate black people for slavery in America. That came about after the death of George Floyd, a resurgence of that in California. They created a task force, right? That's in 2020. When that, when, that, when that took place, rather. It took place in 2020 where they created that task force. But in 2022 in California, they lobbied for Proposition 1, which was a bill that would kill babies all the way up to nine months. Here's the takeaway. We'll compensate you, Black people and others in, in uh, California. We'll compensate you, Black people in particular, for enslaving your ancestors. If you are willing to allow us to kill your future. And that is what's taking place. And man, I'm not woke. I'm awakened. And you want to know why I'm awakened, Garrett? Because I've read this thing called the Bible. I've read the word of God. And I see clearly. I see the world through the lenses of the Bible. I have what you call a biblical world view. I don't see the world through a black construct. I don't put on my black lenses. 
I'm not making blackness a God. You know, Dr. King said that he was against black supremacy and white supremacy. I'm for God's supremacy. Okay. I'm for truth and truth today is under attack. Reality is under attack. Common sense. I mean, just, just simple, basic common sense is under attack. And so we have a lot of work to do. The church has become weak and wimpy. Pastors are weak. They hem and they haw. They equivocate. They won't tell the truth. They play hopscotch. They play double dutch. They hide from the truth. They don't want to address the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Why? Because they want to bring in members into their congregation Keep the money coming in. Don't say anything that's going to, uh, you know, rock the boat and we'll go along to get along. I don't find that in the Bible. What I do find is where the Bible says that in the last days, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, in the last days, perilous times would come for men will become lovers of their own selves. In other words, men would become self centered, self-absorbed, self-dependent, egotistical, narcissistic. And that is the name of the day. That's the focus. What's best for me. But as a preacher, as a man, I'm not simply thinking about what's best for me or even black America. I want to know what's best for the world. I want to fight for what's best for America, just like you. Wow. I mean, there's so much to unload with everything you just said. I mean, this is deep. I never knew those statistics that you gave from 1950, I think, to 2019, how yes. the rate has been going down. That that has to scare the hell out of the black Americans. It has to. Like, why? I have never heard of any of that. You know, you never hear that, obviously, in the corporate media. We all know why, because it doesn't support their narrative. But my mind is blown right now. That should be everywhere. And just like you said, I have no idea how somebody could go and vote for Governor Whitmer. You know, what? what is your what is your feedback from the community with what you're doing and how you're standing up right now? Are you getting, obviously, I know you're getting a lot of negative feedback, but do you see that the momentum starting to awaken people and say, you know what, this guy's right. This guy's yeah. speaking truth. We're starting to awaken people slowly, but surely I'll be the first to tell you that, uh, you know, many people don't like them, you know, but uh, President Trump awakened a lot of people, in particular blacks. You know, he received the most votes from the black community than any president has received in a long time on the Republican side. There are many eyes that are being open. And the thing that God has blessed me with and that is increasing is my platform so that I can speak and get this message out. That's why what we're doing today is so, so significant. There are so many blacks who don't know these numbers. They're not aware. All they hear is every election cycle. You need to get a straight Democrat ticket and vote for the D's, right? Not knowing that voting for the D's are going to lead to death. They don't know it. They don't know that voting for that D is going to lead to death rattle. You know, they don't know that at the end of the day, when they check that box and they sign up for that politician who's supporting the Democratic platform, that it's an anti-God platform. They don't know that there was a time where, you know, blacks were locked out 
of the public school system. And today we're trapped in. They don't understand that we need school choice where the money follows the child and not the school district so that we can break the back, the backs of these teacher unions and put the focus and the emphasis and the funding upon educating children. They don't know that um, teacher unions feel as if they own children and that they co-parent with parents. They don't, they don't get those things. They don't have, a, oftentimes they overlook the significance of the free market and the wonderful blessings of capitalism and learning the American way and the economic footprint of America and what has made America great. You know, and so they overlook these concepts. They, 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 sure, they surely do to their own demise because all they hear from their pastors is a steady diet of hate 45, hate President Trump, hate Republicans because Republicans are racist. No, if you know your history, you know, the Republican Party is the party of MLK, of Rosa Parks, of Frederick Douglass, of Abraham Lincoln, of Thomas Sowell. You know, it's uh, I went to a school board meeting last night in Wilmington. Right. And I spoke about the Wilmington massacre of 1898, which is our nation's first and only coup d'etat. And that's when white liberals came into Wilmington, which was dominated by blacks and they wanted to overthrow the government structure there. So they killed it, killed 60 blacks ran 2,100 off, including white Republicans on trains. Blacks went and hid in the swamps for three days. During that time frame, they had a Black-owned newspaper in Wilmington owned by a Black man. They burned it down, and they put in their own structure of government. And guess what, Garrett? The coup is still alive. Just what no. you said, man. Burn it, burning it down, right? It's almost like what they're doing with putting all the pornographic, sexually explicit materials into these schools. That's right. Right? It's so it's true. Insane. It's totally insane. It's like we're we're living in a nightmare right now. But I tell you yeah. what, I mean, you you just hit so many things tonight and you just awaken, especially for our viewers. And it's people like you that are giving us hope. It, mm. it really is because literally as a movement right now, this awakened movement is blazing a trail. And so that trail, we don't know what's on the other side, but there's hope. Right. That's and right. when we are blazing that trail, yeah, we're going to fall down. We're going to fall down seven. We're going to get up eight. But I tell you what, mm. the more and more people that speak up like yourself, we will blaze this trail together as a people and unify as a people and blaze that trail so wide, so big, so full of hope and inspiration that everyone that yeah. doubted us, hated on us, attacked us, yeah. they'll have to humbly follow. And everything that you just said tonight, it just blew my mind. It really mm -hmm. did. And one thing with the LGBTQ community, because when that kind of culture started and that community started, it wasn't what it is now. It has evolved into a type of religion, like a type of cult. Yes. And people from that community will tell you that. And that's why there's an organization, I think it's called Gays Against Groomers, that mm -hmm. are going around to all these school boards and saying, you know, leave these kids alone. It's the parents' responsibilities. So you don't see any of that in the corporate media, just like you won't see any of the statistics that you mm -hmm. gave tonight. 
that the black American race is slowly dying. Yes. You know, yes. that's racism at its worst, if you ask me. That it is. Thinking that right there, and they're conditioning these folks to go ahead and abort these babies, right? Mm-hmm. So just like you said, it starts at home. Right. Home is where it starts. Yes. Like, goodness yes. gracious, Pastor John, I'm a Chukul. This has been enlightening for all of us. What do you have to say for closing? Because I know you have another interview that you have to go on. What would you like to say to the grassroots army? Grassroots army. Listen, I need your support. I need you to back me. You know, I need you to go to my YouTube page and ring that bell. Subscribe. Uh, It's R-E-V-W-U Truth. That's Rev Woo Truth. You can go there and subscribe to my YouTube page. Go to my Instagram page and my Twitter page with the same handle at R-E-V-W-U Truth and follow the work that I'm doing. Also, I'm doing a national speaking tour and I would love to go and hit several major churches and conferences in Michigan and bring revival to Michigan. Right. And I'm not talking about a revival just for black people or a revival just for white people. Or a revival just for Hispanics. I'm talking about a revival for the body of Christ, for all mankind. I need you to get behind the efforts that I'm doing with these school boards. You know, I have numerous school boards that want me to come and speak. They want me to come to California, to Dallas, Texas, to uh, as far as Alaska, uh, New York, all around the country. And so I'm raising support to do that. I have a, um, a foundation. And if you would like to support that effort, Um, Your support can be prayer and your effort towards my efforts or your support could be sending in a check and a donation to help me move the needle. You can go to John If you can spell that last name, you're a good one off your head. If not, you can get it in the show notes. <laughs> That's John and make a contribution there. I'm not giving up on America. I'm not throwing in the towel. The Bible tells us to occupy until Jesus returns. I haven't heard the trumpet yet. I I haven't heard from Michael. I haven't heard from Gabriel. We're going to continue to fight. And I want to encourage somebody out there. This life can be hard, you know, for those who may not even know Christ as your personal savior. This life can sometimes seem as if it's a horror story. And sometimes you feel like giving up and quitting and throwing in the towel. But to those of us who are born again, we know that life is not a horror story. It's a drama. Why? Because we've read the end of the book of the Bible where it says that we overcome Satan. Yes, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. We are fighting not simply a political war. We are fighting a spiritual war. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We need to fight. We need to fight with truth. We can't be ashamed of the truth. We can't be afraid of the truth. We must speak the truth. Hey, dad, listen to me. If you can hear me, the mama bears are always in place speaking up and giving their input on the, on the educational process for their children. Dad, it's time for you to go to the school board. It's time for you to speak up, stand in the gap, be a voice, go down there and be toxic. (laughs) Let them hear and see what toxic masculinity looks like. And at the end of the day, masculinity is not toxic. 
weakness is toxic. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you so much, Pastor John Amachuku. Man, it's been our honor, and we are going to have your back, sir. You have my Thank word you. on that. All right, I'm going to put a shout out. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Have a good God bless you. Likewise. God bless you. Wow. What, what, man, I just went to church. I just went to church. Amen. Holy cow, was he a breath of fresh air. Man, there is so much gold in that conversation. I'm going to be just ripping up this interview and just posting all of his one-liners. I've been writing them down. My mind is literally just blown. I have the chills right now. I literally have the chills with the stuff that he said because it is spot on. People need to hear this message. Please share this interview. We have to get this messaging out, folks. Oh, my goodness gracious. Locked out, now locked in. Talking about the Black Americans when they were denied school access. Now they're locked in to the public schools. Just mind blown. The guy was simply amazing. I'm going to try to do my best to have him back on this show here again here in a couple months just to track his progress. I will be posting all of the school boards that he attends because he got me fired up. Hey, usually I'm the guy inspiring folks. Hey, the teacher just became the student tonight as I listen to this great man and what he's doing. My goodness gracious, uh, man, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep tonight. What a fantastic, fantastic human being. So make sure I put in the description his, his YouTube link. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle. I'm also posting all the comments where you guys can follow him. Make sure you go to his platforms, follow him, because my goodness gracious, you imagine getting that dripped on you every time you watch a video. Very, very empowering stuff. And also, we didn't talk a lot about his book, but he wrote a book. It's on Amazon. It's called Erased. It's in the description of the video. Um, you guys can go there, click on the Amazon link. Let's support him. Let's get this grassroots army behind him. My goodness gracious, what a great, great conversation with an unbelievable man. And just before I leave here tonight, just like what he said, toxic masculinity is not toxic. It is not. And that's one thing with my narrative, what I've been trying to do is not only inspire folks to get involved with the school boards, but now I can see the discrimination that's happening to a variety of different types of religion, folks. It's just not Christianity. It's also the Muslim community, the Jewish community, and everything else that we're getting discriminated against. We're getting told that what we believe and what we value is wrong and that we're hateful and we're racist. And it's time to stand up against that garbage. And that's why I'm excited to announce this Friday in the Grassroots Army com store is we're going to release release excuse me our spring launch and in that spring launch is our Christian um, in merch and spring merch and everything else that you're going to see but I'm excited for this this comes out this Friday we are done standing on the wayside right we are done sitting on the sidelines I love this t-shirt right here you know this is the kind of the warrior spirit spirit that the grassroots army is bringing to the table right now. But we have a great lineup of great merch. Make sure that you get to the store on Friday. It opens up only for two weeks. We open it up for two weeks. We shut it down and then we revamp it. And we'll open it up here in a couple months, probably for our summer launch. But make sure that you're getting to the grassrootsarmy.com. I'll be posting throughout my platforms. Make sure you get yourself a T-shirt, buy a T-shirt. But we are going to stand united. And you can see everything that he's saying right now. It's resonating. 
It's resonating with a lot of folks and people are fed up. So it's time to unite everyone. And let's let's continue to build this army of people, this army of people that are going to stand up and unite together as Americans, as God-fearing people. That's what we're going to do. So have a great night. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan. And of course, and always, God bless these United States. I'll talk to you all soon.